Sue Monk and Lachlan Hurst organised an event today from Australia to Cuba with love and this is intended to look at the blockade that is imposed by the United States on Cuba. It's been there for 70 years. We'll hear Sue Monk and Lachlan Hurst talk about the From Australia to Cuba with Love campaign but I want to counterpose that to a recent appointment by the United States government. The Biden administration has recently appointed Caroline Kennedy to be the US ambassador to Australia. Caroline Kennedy is a 63-year-old daughter of John F. Kennedy who brought the world to the brink of nuclear destruction in what is now known as the October of 1962 crisis where he threatened nuclear war with the Soviet Union over its deployment of missiles in Cuba which is only a small distance from the Miami coast of the United States. So it would be interesting to hear what the new ambassador to Australia has to say about the Australia-Cuba Friendship Society campaign to end the blockade by the United States of Cuba. Anyway, let's go to the event today in the teeming rain in the Brisbane Botanic Gardens, which is the beginning of the From Australia to Cuba with Love campaign. So thanks everyone for coming. So on this, especially coming out on this rather bleak day, but uh, I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land which we gather, the Gagra and Turbal people, pay our respect to elders past and people, and remind us that their sovereignty was never seized. Today is the 63rd anniversary of the Cuban Revolution, so on this day in 1959, Batista, the dictator of Cuba, who was a tyrant, who led a government that was cruel, repressive and failed to look after the Cuban people. He received a message that his forces were defeated at a battle in uh, Santa Clara and he was, I think, had some New Year's Eve do at a casino in Havana and he decided that he was going to abdicate, leave the country. Uh, he, he could no longer uh, rule. and. As a result of that, the revolutionary forces had succeeded in uh, their quest to defeat the government and to install a new government that was going to, to uh, implement uh, a platform that was outlined by Fidel uh, in his um, a trial, uh, which was it later became History Will Absolve Me, where he would institute agrarian reform, literacy, uh, a, a fairer society for everyone, which is what we've seen today in the subsequent 63 years. So, I, I think uh, we can feel proud to stand in solidarity with the Cuban Revolution and what it's achieved, particularly when you see how Latin America has uh, suffered at the hands of United States uh, interventions over the intervening years. So today, 
our, uh, we're continuing the long line of international solidarity with the Cuban Revolution by kicking off our From Australia to Cuba with Love campaign, uh, which has got uh, a few different aspects to it. First and foremost, our idea is to raise the profile of Cuba and the blockade. There's a lot of misinformation or no information about the current status of the blockade. People, Some people think it's been lifted, some people, um, they don't understand how it's being implemented here, even in Australia, you know, through um, uh, the extraterritorial laws that the United States has imposed. So there's a lot of information that we've got to get out there. Some people don't realise that Australia, since 1992, I think it has, has first of all abstained and from 1996 on, has consistently voted against the blockade in the United Nations. So it's a bipartisan position of the Australian uh, government that uh, we oppose the blockade, but we don't do anything about it. Basically, we put our hands up once a year in the United Nations, but we don't actually uh, do anything to help uh, end the blockade. And that's part of this campaign. Uh, will be to try and increase the pressure on Australian political leadership to uh, uh, push the campaign to end the blockade. One of the other things is to help fundraise and thanks to everyone who's donated so far and to those who've got sponsored others, that's wonderful. Uh, it will be used to uh, purchase medical equipment that will go to Cuba. And finally, there's another aspect to it, and that is to try and mobilise a new group of people and find new supporters for the Australian Cuba Friendship Society. So if you've got grandkids, friends, anyone who, who might be interested in participating in this... Viva Cuba! Viva Cuba! Yeah, hi, Lydia. Please uh, encourage them to sign up. It's a fun activity that, that, that doesn't require much more than what you've done today, signing up and uh, and joining us in some of our activities. Now I'm going to so in, in kicking off, I'm going to hand over to Sue, who's really been the uh, person who uh, initiated this whole campaign, but she's got a very nice message from the Institute of Friendship with Cuba before I um, just read that message out, um, I wanted to explain a little bit about why we're doing this particular event, which is quite different from the events we've been doing since the Brisbane Australia Cuba Friendship Society was formed back in 85, 86, mid 80s anyway in Brisbane, but 82 in Sydney, so it's been around a long time. And most of our work has been fundraising um, for really important and really good projects in Cuba, looking after visiting Cubans who come over and on a national level the organisation of the brigades that go over every year. But with COVID that hasn't been able to happen for the past couple of years. But back in the 90s when the Soviet Union collapsed, Cuba's major trading partner at that time, Cuba really nosedived. 
it was desperate and starvation conditions for Cuba. And similarly with COVID, Cuba has experienced um, problem with food, uh, transport, uh, lack of access to material goods, and in particular, access to syringes to um, distribute and implement their vaccination program. So again, it's been a critical situation. And so one of the things that we discussed in our meetings was how do we do something a little bit differently to, so that we're not just continually fundraising, fundraising, fundraising. We would never have to fundraise if the blockade was lifted. The single most thing that's affecting Cuba's development is the US blockade. So we wanted to refocus back on the US as the major problem for Cuba. Um, so I want to give you just an example that came through today. I don't know if anyone's on gets the code pink um, emails that come through. So it's an organisation in the United States of people that are also promoting awareness of the blockade within the United States. And so um, the one that came through this morning was saying that um, they're sending out a message, a call for fundraising again, to say that they have managed to get together um, approximately 10,000 kilograms of milk powder because there's a milk shortage again in Cuba. And they've got all the milk powder ready to go, but of course there's no company that's going to take it there. So they're going to raise, they're looking to raise $17,000 US dollars to charter a plane to get the, the milk over to Cuba. And it just shows you how ridiculous this situation is that solidarity groups around the world have to raise enormous amounts of money to help Cuba overcome the shortages caused by a very malicious and vindictive, punitive US government policy. So, um, so we've just had last year a big fundraising campaign across Australia where we sent syringes over to Cuba, a very successful campaign. But it's very hard for us to keep asking the same people over and over again for money, money, money all the time. What we need really more than that is to get the blockade lifted. So we're hoping that during these 15 weeks, some of this will be talking to politicians to say, did you know that the Australian government votes consistently to end the blockade? What are we actually going to do about it? And the other thing we're going to try and do is to um, get onto the banks to see if we can get them to transfer money again. And that's, um, so for anyone wanting to send money to Cuba, you cannot do it from a bank in Australia. So those things make it very, very difficult for, for Cuba. So um, just onto the message then that we got back from um, Laima um, today. Uh, Laima is the director of the um, Institute, the Cuban Institute of Friendship with People. And she, um, she sent this message of support and gratitude for the activity that we're doing. And I'd just like to read out a little bit um, to you. Dear friends, the hatred has progressively intensified in the ingerinous, I've got no, in, in the policies and economic sanctions imposed by the US government against Cuba, reaching unprecedented levels of severity. If not, how can we explain that during the pandemic, this government prevented the acquisition of medicines and supplies and even oxygen at the moment of greatest need for Cuba in the fight against COVID-19? What to do in the face of such political opportunism and cruelty of a government that uses one of the deadliest pandemics of all time as an ally? Peace, love and solidarity 
The core values of the campaign and collective challenge that starts today, January 1 for Brisbane, and will extend throughout Australia until April 16th is the answer. <laughs> um, you who will be riding, walking, swimming, running or dancing will not only cover the distance of 14,886 kilometres, while the world glorifies individualism, fake news and imperialist fascist plunder, you call for unity to defend just causes, multiply the truth with arguments, with life stories and stand up for the rights of people to their sovereignty, for their sovereignty. From the Cuban Institute of P Friendship with the Peoples, we thank all the organisers, the Southern Cross Brigade and other Cuban Friendship Societies in Australia for dedicating this beautiful and important and important initiative to multiply the call to put an end to the economic, financial and commercial blockade that tries to strangle the Cuban people. The blockade policies are strategically designed to hinder Cuba's commercial exchange with third countries as much as possible. That is why it is of vital importance um, to defend at every opportunity the right of our two countries to maintain, expand and strengthen ties for mutual benefit. It is our sovereign right to multiply commercial opportunities, educational opportunities such as the Yes I Can Literacy Program, with the, exchange, with the exchange of scientific experiences and the best environmental experiences and sustainable local development projects. Today, Cuba and its friends proudly celebrate the 63rd anniversary of the Cuban Revolution. The revolution that maintains its commitment to social justice and aspirations of progress for its people and to this end has undertaken a process of political, social and economic transformation with the people and our communities as protagonists. The revolution has the legitimate right to defend an alternative, more sensitive model centred on the essential values of the human being and that responds to the needs of a more just and equitable world. The Cuban people have demonstrated that it is possible, even in a geopolitical context of extreme adversity, to take collective possession of national resources and place the human being at the centre of the project of society. That's thanks to this model, we have a scientific and medical community that has managed to control the pandemic despite the difficulties. Thanks to all of you for the long and extensive work of solidarity. Thank you for promoting new initiatives in the difficult context of the pandemic. Thank you for your support. Cuba is not alone, as demonstrated by the From Australia to Cuba with Love. Long live solidarity.